Welcome everyone to, I call it the wisdom of a Chirac, but it is more or less known as Ecclesiasticus. We are in chapter 14, and we go on with a uh, conscience making men happy and then uh, not being a sting. All right, uh, men are happy that draw near to wisdom, that's for sure. Yeah, without that, we're in big, deep trouble, aren't we, uh, ladies and gentlemen? On we go here in chapter 14 in the Wisdom of Sirach or Ecclesiasticus, verse 1. Blessed is the man that hath not slipped with his mouth and is not pricked with the multitude of sins. And uh, that can be very sorrowful. Um, they're uh, harmonizing this with Lamentations 3, 2. And uh, they're talking about here the multitude of sins uh, being related to much sorrow here from the translators. And 2, blessed is he whose conscience hath not condemned him and who is not fallen from his hope in the Lord, okay? So why isn't his conscience bothering him or her? And that's because they're staying on the straight and narrow, okay? Isn't that you haven't slipped from time to time, but at this point in uh, your walk, your uh, footsteps are staying true blue. In three here, I don't want anyone to misuse this old English word. And in this day, it meant uh, stingy at the table, someone that is greedy of gain and obstinate. It's called niggard. And uh, that's completely a different meaning today, of course. And back then, that's what it meant, stingy at the table, um, someone that does not regard others, someone that's self-centered. It says in three, riches are not comely for a niggard, and what should an envious man do with money? So, money can be abused, it can be misused, in four, it says, he that gathereth by defrauding his own soul gathereth for others that shall spend his goods riotously. Okay, so here's somebody that's absolutely stacking up money and not taking care of themselves even. They're, they're absolutely only uh, obsessed with gathering of money, and yet uh, in their own uh, daily walk, they never take time to stop and smell the roses. Can we put it like that? They say yes. So you, you should do good for others and do good for yourself. Okay, uh, and notice here when they pass on, it's going to be riotous spending here. Five, it says, he that is evil 
to himself, to whom will he be good? Question mark. He shall not take pleasure in his goods. Okay. All right. So uh, there's more. That's kind of an extension of this defrauding of your own soul, your own self. And here uh, you can be self-destructive. Have you ever been around somebody that's a, like an alcoholic or a drug addict? And they're busy destroying themselves. They're defiling themselves. Okay, so they're going to sting everything around them, are they not? Okay, and uh, in 6 it says, There is none worse than he that envying envieth himself. And this is a recompense of his wickedness. This is one unhappy, unhappy individual, is it not here in 6? Okay, so he's actually uh, destroying himself here. He doesn't value the life he's been given here. All right. In 7, it says, And if he doeth good... He doeth it unwillingly, and at the last he will declare his wickedness. So here's someone that's forced into the corner of doing something good, and they don't even want to do it, not to themselves or anyone else. Look at here, uh, and in the end you'll see that this person is not good. They are bad. In 8, it says, The envious man hath a wicked eye. He turneth away his face and despiseth men. Okay? Here, this person has no agape love at all. Ouch. And notice here, he uh, turns his face away because he hates everyone. Okay? So he is not full of agape love. He is full of hate here in this. Okay, so there's that. The wicked eye here. In 9, it says, A covetous man's eye is not satisfied with his portion, and the iniquity of the wicked drieth up his soul. Okay, so here's somebody that never has enough. And they're uh, talking about Proverbs 17.20 here. As these uh, subjects come up over and over, here is a person that is greedy to gain. And who's he hurting? In the end, he's even hurting his soul. Ouch. Okay, because that's eternity. In 10, a wicked eye envieth his bread. And he is a niggard at his table. Now, remember what I said about that word has nothing to do with skin pigmentation. It has to do with being a sting. And look how, how wicked this person is. He envieth his own bread even. In 11 it says, My son, according to thy ability, do good to thyself and give the Lord his due offering. Okay? So there's that, and remember at this time here, uh, the custom was to bring uh, uh, the uh, sheep that broke the matrix, the firstborn, 
and for a sacrifice, and a tenth of that would go to the priest. And uh, then there would be the sweet savor, and that's the law we're talking about there. And then but there's just the idea when you give to the poor, when you visit the sick, when you visit the, impri the imprisoned, you're visiting the Lord, okay? So there's a whole spiritual end to that, too. In 12, it says, remember that death will not be long in coming and that the covenant of the grave is not shewed unto thee. So, folks, remember that uh, any day could be your last day and where you go from here, whether you're with Christ or not, there's no more important thing than that. There just isn't. And uh, we don't know the day of our passing on. And if the Lord wants us here, we'll be here. And if, if he's ready to take us, there's nothing we're going to do about that. Absolutely nothing. Okay, so, uh, and notice how time is speeding up here. Uh, next thing you know, you're young. And next thing you know, it. Next thing you know, you're old. Okay? And that's the way it is. The time does fly by, you see, and uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, we had a couple comments there from the dog, and uh, I guess he don't like the stench here that we're describing. All right. So anyway, so anyway, according to thy in eleven, according to thy ability, do good to thyself and give to the Lord. And uh, in 12, remember that death will not be long coming and will be judged. Okay, uh, if we know the Lord, then our uh, sins are overlooked. They're not seen any longer. And if we don't know the Lord, we're in big trouble. In 13, it says, do good unto thy friend before thou die. And according to thy ability this time, Stretch out thy hand and give to him. So here you are. You're helping your friends. Friendship, a very valuable thing in the world today. It just really is. It's hard to find people that love the Bible. And there's a lot of propaganda out here in the world against the real Bible. It's really uh, growing as the evil's growing out here. So... To find the people that are yoked to the Lord is not easy. It just it just is not, okay? It says in 14, Defraud not thyself of the good day, and let not the part of a good desire overpass thee. All right, folks, stop and smell the roses. You know, um, count your blessings. Um, and I'm talking to myself. You know, uh, value every friend, value er all the blessings you have. Be thankful for the roof over your head on a cold day or a rainy day. Think about the people that don't have what you have, all right, and all that. So if there's something to do good, do it with all zeal. Fifteen. Shalt thou not leave thy travails unto another? Question mark. And thy labors to be divided by lot? Question mark. All right, and this kind of goes on here into 16. It says, Give and take 
and satisfy thy soul, for there is no seeking of dainties in the grave, period. Boy, that sounds just like Ecclesiastes, doesn't it, the preacher? Okay, give and take and sanctify thy soul, for there is no seeking of dainties in the grave. Okay, and like I said, that sounds just like old King Solomon, doesn't it? It says in 17, All flesh waxeth old as a garment, for the covenant from the beginning is, Thou shalt die the death. Okay? And they're sending us to Isaiah 40, verse 5, and James 1.10, and 1 Peter 1.24. Thank you from the translators. We know that's taught all through the Bible. In 18, it says, As of the green leaves on a thick tree, some fall and some grow, so is the generation of flesh and blood. One cometh, to an end, and another is born. This is really sounding like King Solomon, isn't it? In 19, every work rotteth and consumeth away, and the worker thereof shall go with all. Period. Um, we go into 20. Blessed is the man that doeth meditate good things in wisdom, and that reasoneth of holy things by his understanding. Okay. All right. Wisdom and understanding there in verse 20, and they're harmonizing that with uh, Psalms 1-2. And 21, he that considereth her ways in his heart shall also have understanding in her secrets. So there she is. Wisdom and understanding, what a gift. 22, go after her as one that traceth and lie in wait in her ways. Okay, here we are. We're stalking wisdom and understanding in this case. How clever. 23, he that prieth in at her windows shall also hearken at her doors. Okay, so here we are. We're being a what? A peeping Tom inside there at looking at wisdom and understanding. How about that? 24. He that doeth lodge near her house shall also fasten a pen in her walls. Period. Notice this uh, lodging next to and peering in at and all this stuff that uh, is a uh, allegory of our seeking of wisdom and understanding. Okay. 25. He shall pitch his tent nigh unto her and shall lodge in a lodging where good things are. He shall set his children under her shelter and shall lodge under her Branches, how beautiful, that's poetic. Wisdom and understanding, what a gift. 27, 
By her he shall be covered from heat, and in her glory shall he dwell. How about that for uh, living next to and under the branches of wisdom and understanding? It's, it's what? It's a gift. It's also a protection. It's, uh, it's entwined in all the scriptures. you got to have that wisdom and understanding to uh, gain the wisdom and understanding out of the scriptures. you got to have the Holy Ghost, do you not? In uh, chapter 15, it says, He that feareth the Lord will do good, and he that hath the knowledge of the law, capital L, shall obtain her, period. Once again, they just flooded my uh, internet here with all kinds of terrible professors, all knocking the Bible, knocking Jesus Christ, actually had the audacity to put a Professor Collins on there talking about how there's no God and Wow, they're really getting busy now. If you don't know about the Collins family, you know, Fauci's boss there, Collins, that's a satanic uh, family, folks. They are diehard Satanists. They certainly are. Now, you think we're going to listen to Professor Collins, whether there's a God or not? Anyway, uh, Professor Collins out there, if you could just hear me, and I know you can't. But there's a dock down here, and off the end of it, it's about a 50-foot drop. Go jump in the lake. In two, it says, And as a mother shall she meet him, and receive, receive him as a wife married of a virgin. Okay, you see how the intimate relationship here, this is not an actual marriage. This is a similitude of our seeking and our intimate relationship with wisdom and understanding. Now, if you wanted to flip that around, if you're a lady, like some of the ladies here at the table, uh, you, you could look at that as a father, okay? But uh, in this case, let's give the mother her dues here. In this similitude marriage to wisdom and understanding tied right into our salvation, and right into our into the Holy Ghost, and that's how we can spy the Satanic Collins professor. Real quick, we know the lips of the liar. We sure do. And how do we do that? Well, one, we know the doctrine, and two, we have wisdom and understanding. Mr. Collins, you're naked, boy. In three, it says, With the bread of understanding shall she... Feed him and give him the water of wisdom to drink. How beautiful. That needs music put to it, doesn't it? In four, it says, He shall be stayed upon her and shall not be moved and shall rely upon her and shall not be confounded. More gifts of the wisdom and understanding that comes out of the doctrine that is watered by the Holy Ghost, and gives us these great gifts that just cannot be valued. They are beyond value, above value. 
Okay, in five, she shall exalt him above his neighbors, and in the midst of the congregation shall she open his mouth. Again, there she is, wisdom and understanding, given the uh, words in front of people here to say, oh boy, what a joy. In six, he shall find joy and a crown of gladness, and she shall cause him to inherit an everlasting name, period. Okay, and the Lord knows that name. You, my friend, will have a new name. When Christ returns, he has a new name. When he returns, and so this name uh, business where they try to muddy the name. That's another thing they're doing. For us people that have been studying for years, this is just pure foolishness. But I see what they're putting on there. They're, they're, they're actually trying to attack the name Yah. You know, J-H-A or J-A-H. Well, that's old news. Jehovah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, listen, they are really trying to attack people's understanding. They really are. And our defense is right here, right here. The Holy Ghost and wisdom and understanding, an everlasting name. In 7 it says, but foolish men shall not attain unto her, and sinners shall not see her. There's a pile of those. That is your normal person out here. If you want to call it normal, that's the majority. That's for sure in seven. In eight, it says, For she is far from pride, and men that are liars cannot remember her. Boy, is that great. Is that not beautiful stuff? You wonder why they just can't get it. They just can't get it, folks. And you think, well, this is so easy. This is so easy to understand. And yet the people that, that I know of that have come in and tried to spoil the Bible study by uh, trying to find a chink in the armor, or trying to attack the scriptures, and trying to muddy me up by, by asking questions, it has never turned out good for them, and they never did throw a cog in our get-along, did they, table people? Never did. And you see why they can't they can't get it? Because they're liars, like Professor uh, Collins and his whole family of satanic liars. And here he is talking in his accent. He sounds like Count Dracula. And, I mean, literally. They can't get it. They are liars. And that's why right here in 8... In 9, it says, Praise is not seemly in the mouth of a sinner, for it was not sent him of the Lord. Hear that? There's your fake and phony Christian out here. It says in 10, it says, For praise shall be uttered, for praise shall be uttered in wisdom, and the Lord will prosper it. Okay, so there is it, it's intertwined right there with the Holy Ghost. And uh, you'll get the gifts as you do the praising. It's, it's, that's a wonderful statement there. 
in 11 say not thou it is through the Lord that I fell away for thou for thou oughtest not to do the things that he hateth okay so here you are falling away and you blame it on God that's simply put and it is not true okay in 12 say not thou he hath caused me to error for he hath no need of the sinful man 13 the Lord hateth all abomination and they that fear God love it not okay so there's your phony baloney religions including the raw Satanism on down all the pieces of Osiris spread across the firmament of the earth to deceive, to trick, to trap the idolatry, the fairy tales involved with it. Abomination. Abomination, including the human sacrifice and all the other trash that goes along with it. Fourteen. He himself made man from the beginning and left him in the hand of his counsel. If thou wilt to keep the commandments, capital C, and to perform acceptable faithfulness. And there's our duty. There is our duty, folks, and there is our gift. 16. He hath set fire and water before thee. Stretch forth thy hand unto whether thou wilt. Okay, so it's your choice. You want to be on the winning team here with Jesus Christ or not? 17. Before man is life and death, and whether him liketh shall be given him. All right, so uh, you draw these things to you out there. If you uh, know the Lord, okay, uh, those things are going to be brought to you. God's going to put them on you. And if you're an evil person that loves Lucifer, the like is going to be given to you then. Okay, so that's what it means. Life and death. And what's inside you is going to be drawn to you here in 17 and 18. For the wisdom of the Lord is great, and he is mighty in power, and beholdeth all things. All right, that is right there on the omnipresence of the Lord. 19, and his eyes are upon them that fear him. And he knoweth every work of man. Okay, and they're sending us to Psalms 33.16 to harmonize that. And here we go into 20. It says, He hath commanded no man to do wickedly, neither hath he given any man license to sin. Period. And there you go with all the Martin Luther, Calvinistic, once saved, always saved. You can't be written out of the book. And uh, I mean, it's, it really is crazy. 
have an adulterer affair. That's Joseph Prince. You know, uh, you're covered in the blood so you can go ahead and sin. There can be nothing worse than that here, folks. I mean, that's just quite a deception, and all these muckety-mucks, they're fake. Martin Luther, fake, a Rosicrucian. Calvin, a, a cult member. They just are. Uh, and they're there to muddy the water. I can't say enough bad about the muckety-muck pretend Christians of the earth. Uh, they are uh, here to destroy, and I really disgust 